Uh, welcome back to the City Lights podcast. Um, good morning or afternoon. I don't know when you guys are listening, but um, this is Victor Luco, and Victor's with us today, and also Arson. Um, Hi, guys. I, yeah, Arson Vic. <laughs> welcome back, Vic. We've missed you. Yeah, um, so I've been gone for the past two weeks, if you guys noticed. Um, kind of been visiting family in North Carolina, my, my cousin's church, and I went down to uh, Florida for Thanksgiving uh, to visit my brother. Who lives down there? But um, you know, there's no place like home. Glad to be back, and um, we have a very special guest with us, Arson. Um, me and Victor met Arson many, many years ago in um, TBS, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah. So our church held, held the TBS. He came, and uh, now every time you come back, I see more and more how much you know your love for God grows, and it's just a blessing every time I see you. So welcome back, and welcome to the podcast, Arson. Why, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I know there's a lot we could say, but you know. <laughs> I, I don't want to overkill it. <laughs> no, um, I'm, I'm honestly, uh, it's a pleasure. It's an honor to be here, to be recording with you guys. I listen to you guys every once in a while, and it feels like an unreal moment to be here. So thank you guys so much Thanks for giving me this opportunity. Um, yeah, uh, I'm from Tennessee. For If anybody doesn't know me, I'm from Tennessee. I'm related to Napore that's our, in, in Rochester. I actually was born in Rochester, moved down there. Um, and God has just been good. I can't complain. You know, I don't, I'm not allowed to complain. So just praise God for everything. So, yeah. Um, so, you know, we're here for the podcast and everything. Um, what's something on your heart that's just been, um, God's been revealing to you. God's been teaching you the past couple of weeks, maybe something you've read that's kind of just stood out to you. And, you know, as, as Christians, we're continuously growing in, in our faith and, um, you know, learning more about God and who he is, you know, what's something that's kind of been tugging on your heart recently? Yeah, something that um, I, I think it's just a phase or a season that God took me through, and like I would I would love to talk about it right now is um, self discipline, understanding self discipline. Um, and, and for starters, like how how do you visualize self discipline? Like what is self discipline to you? Um, I think uh, when you when you look at discipline, um, I think a, a big part of discipline is motives. You know, like what are your motives behind doing that thing? And if it's if it's a strong motive, if it's a true motive then you're mo- more likely to be disciplined to do that action. Um, you know, we, we, we do things for God because we love him, you know. If you truly love God, you're, you're more, um, you know, you're, gonna, you're actually going to do those things that you say. You know, if you, if you say you love God and don't follow his commandments and don't, aren't, aren't disciplined, then, you know, it's, it's not uh, wrong to question your faith, you know. Um, but, you know, like, yeah, for me, um, when I think about discipline is I think about, you know, like you already mentioned, like your motive or like why you're, you're doing that thing or for what purpose, it, for what purpose is it for? You know, we, if we want something, we're going to do things to get that thing, whether that be, you know, something in this world, like a job or a nice, you know, money, we're going to go out and work hard or spiritually. If we, if we're seeking for God, we're going to do things that will go, get us closer to God and not, you know, uh, further away from him. So I think discipline or self-discipline is a really good measure of how much you want something. So, so yeah, um, uh, just to kind of break it down. So there's discipline whenever your parents discipline you. Your parents want you to be a certain way. So they will um, make you do things, you know, make you clean the house or your, your teachers. They'll make you do your homework because they want to see you successful. They want to see you grow. So they will discipline you. They'll take you through step through step. And then there is discipline like in Christianity whenever there is like, um, you know, you God will discipline you. God wants you to change. God wants you. So he's going to send you trials and, 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 and hardships and, and you're going to start seeking God. You're going to start changing your character. 
And then there's a discipline where you have to self-motivate yourself. And it's really about the motive. And then there's like another step of discipline where you don't have to tie it in with Christianity. But I feel like whenever you talk about self-discipline, it's very important to like tie it in. Um, that's like, you know, doing simple things like disciplining yourself to wake up early, disciplining yourself to make your bed, disciplining yourself to to be kind. And, and all that, you can tie all that in with Christianity. And I yeah. feel like that's the biggest thing. Like, um, as a Christian, people start just lacking self-discipline. Like, you get lazy. You don't want to go to work. You don't want to, you know, wake up and do your bed. You know, the amount of people, you would be surprised, that don't do their bed in the morning. You know, like, yeah. and it's, it seems so simple, you know. And then there's more like, um, there's just, I guess like, and then there's exercise and just like watching the things you eat. And, and then like, going deep into self-discipline and like how do you discipline yourself that's the next question like it's one thing to be like okay i'm gonna do it and you repeat this voice in your mind all day long i'm gonna do it and you never end up doing it so like what step do you have to take to self-discipline yourself yeah um you know one example that you brought up is exercise you know and um you know, by the way all your youth goes to the gym and i like adore that so like yeah. respect to city lights I mean, yeah, we, we try to stay consistent yes but sir at times it's hard to stay self-discipline and you know um just just going through that, you know, going to the gym and or trying to go every single day, that simple thing of like, oh, it's just, you know, you're trying to be healthy. But, you know, that in my life personally expanded so many other things. Like, it's I'm able to say, okay, like, I don't want to do this, but I'm not even thinking about how much I don't want to do it. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Um, you know, reading the Bible, same thing. Like, you know, it's, it's going through the... Um, you know, not thinking about, okay, like, I really don't want to read this right now, or I really want to don't do, if you ponder on that, if you sit on, on like, oh, I'm, I'm just not, um, I don't feel like it, you kind of have to defeat uh, your, your, like, inner man, you know what I mean? Like, the old man that, um, that we struggle with so many times in, in our lives as a Christian, we, we have that, um, that, just that sin nature that wants to be lazy, and um, just pushing yourself to... to yeah, lust of the flesh. In yeah, a way. exactly. Yeah. Uh, just pushing yourself to to go through those things, even though you don't want to do it, you know that just strengthens. I think that um, you know discipline doesn't just come; it comes through time and 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 being defeated and learning lessons and everything like that. How about you? Like, how how do you self-discipline yourself? I think uh, with with self-discipline and actually, you know, like practically going out and doing that. I think one of the biggest things that not that not necessarily that we do but that we stop do, doing is making excuses for whatever it is like you know i think ex- our own excuses our own like you know m- messed up minds and if you, you want to c- call it that we we tell ourselves these things that half the time we don't even believe them ourselves like we don't got time or we don't you know that's not for me or for whatever it is you know we all know our each uh we each know our own hearts like it it just takes takes the discipline and not listening to your own, to your own self and just doing the things that you know need to get done. Like for me, uh, that'd probably be like homework. You know, I can make tons of excuses. I could do all that stuff, but at the end of the day, my homework's still not done. You <laughs> yeah. know, so whenever like I, I just had to throw those things to the side. Like yeah, whatever. You know, so what? You're busy. You have all night now. You know, so it's just like if you if you the a lot of a lot of times you're uh, trying to like res- or restore the things that you messed up before, you know, or like to, to fix, fix the, fix your mistakes of the past. You know what I mean? Like just an example would be, you know, you go do something with your friends, you go hang out with your friends when you know you have like a, a paper due that night. Well, you know, that was, that was a stupid uh, idea. You should have done your paper. You should have done this first. And then you, you go and 
and then you have to uh, go do that. And now you made these excuses, and now you know one thing leads to another, and and you don't you don't get it done. Yeah. So what I like to say is that an excuse or is that a problem? Like you can't you can't do something like you know value it. You know you can't do your homework because because you, let's say you have family over. Is that an excuse or is that a problem? If that's a problem, leave. Go somewhere else. Do your homework. Mm-hmm. If that's an excuse, then you just don't want to do it. Right. You know. So like value that every time that you don't know what to do. Is that an excuse or is that a problem? So just like that's that's the way I try to put things in. Um, the reason why this topic kind of like stuck out to me is because like this is something that God has been taking me through in the past few months, and I just kind of like want to tell my story. Um, so I've always been like um i wouldn't say i was uh you know crazy fat or like you know very big but uh, you know i i always knew i wanted to lose weight you know and, and that was always an excuse for me why i'm not losing weight like you know different oh there's holiday i can't you know i have to eat sweets you know i have to eat cake there's a wedding i have to try the new sweets you know like there's you know i don't know family party i i have to eat like you know so like i would like one week you know full on saturday sunday cheat day you know oh that's excuse cheat day you know family's coming over i have to eat or i'm going out to a restaurant and like i would always come back and stumble and I was like man what is this like and and this is like a way that God had taught me like to self-discipline myself not only in my personal life or but also in my like um spiritual life because whenever you're able to self-discipline yourself you know it works for all aspects of life so this is kind of like a really cool thing that God took me through and like so basically um I I don't know a few months ago I don't remember when but I was like Okay, so this is like my attempt number four this year, trying to like, you know, cut back some calories, come back, come back some weight, like, you know, just trying to get healthy. And like, um, I, I tried, it worked for a week, for two, and then I would drop it, you know, I would go on vacation, go to Florida, came to Rochester, like did, did many things. And like, I would always like find this excuse. It's not a problem, it's an excuse, right? And so then I finally was like, okay, I'm gonna be committed now. And the way I'm gonna start with this commitment is like, I'm gonna just cut back on everything. Like, uh, I started with a three day fast. And like, I was like not eating for three days. And I was like, okay, well, if I was able to manage three days with no food, then I can manage day four with like a little salad. And like, I started, I got into this and like, um, I was able to, um, get in this grind of just cutting back. And also another big thing was like, I had to say no to sugar. Like I, I lost a little bit of weight, um, because of that. And I, I respect myself for that. And like, honestly, it taught me a lot. So, um, I, I haven't had sugar as of today for like seven weeks and I'm oh, proud wow. of myself. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and like the whole, the, the whole point of this journey, like was like, first of all, I was able to self discipline myself, be like, okay, like we're going out with the youth tonight or like there's a party in church or there was Thanksgiving. There was like my friend's wedding. Like, and I was the best man. Like there was so many things going on and I was like, no, 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 I'm disciplining myself and see what this helped me with is like, whenever I'm able to control myself, control what I eat, control my appetite. I was always like, okay, if I'm strong in one aspect of life, why can't I be strong in another aspect of life? So then I was able to open up the Bible. Like, and I, I was like, okay, so today I'm not, I'm not eating, you know, like I'm, I'm, you know, uh, dieting or whatever. So I'm not going to go out and I'm not going to eat whatever I want, you know? So that was like, okay, well, if I'm able to control myself there, it became a lot easier for me to control myself when I read the Bible. Whenever I come home at night or in the morning, I wake up, I'm like, okay, I'm going to read the Bible. And it's not because like, oh, I have to force myself. I'm thinking about it too long, like you mentioned, but it's like, like you're disciplining yourself. Like, Hey, this is something you have to do and you don't have an excuse. And if it's a problem, then find a solution, you know? Mm-hmm. And then same thing. Like whenever it comes to prayer, it's like, I need to pray. Like I'm, I need to connect with God. And it's not an excuse that I, Oh, I'm busy. Or people around me or I have guests at home. Then go in the car, like go, go, go drive somewhere, but spend time yeah. in prayer. And that becomes a solution. You know, the problem becomes, it has a solution. And so whenever you start just self-disciplining yourself, like if, if you have a problem reading the Bible, if you have a problem praying, if you have a problem coming to church, if you, if this, like, if you're genuinely struggle with this, and I believe that 
a lot of Christians do. You know, start disciplining yourself in the other aspects of life. Like whenever, you know, you got to do your homework or, or you got, you want to go to the gym, you want to get more fit or whatever you lack in. Like if you are disobedient to your parents, like that's a starting point, you know, like just force yourself to get out of your comfort zone, you know, stop um, pleasing your flesh and start disciplining yourself, you know? And like, I get it. Like you probably won't discipline yourself every and everything all at once, you know, because like, you know, nobody's perfect. Right. But like, start with something, you know, if you have a problem sitting in social media, then just discipline yourself. If, if your timers or whatever you set doesn't work, then just delete it. You know, take a social media fast for a week for two, you know, mm-hmm. discipline yourself, cut back from it. You know, it's going to hurt. It's going to be painful. I've, I've cut off social media for, you know, a few times in you know my life. And, and it was hard the first three, four days. I'm like, you know, flipping through my phone, trying to figure out where my social media apps are. Like, Oh, I don't have it. Mm-hmm. I press yeah. the Bible app. I like scroll through. I'm like, I don't want to read. You know, I turn off my phone. I go do something else, you know, and I know how it is. You're constantly like, man, if I had social media and then, and then like devil tempt, tempts you on purpose, you know, your friend will be like, yo, check this out. Look, go like, like my recent or like, I'm like, dude, I just deleted Instagram. He's like, oh, you know, like, yeah. I'm like, send me a screenshot if you want, you know, and like, it, it's hard. But whenever you are able to discipline yourself in something worldly, you start making your bed every morning. Like, that's a start. You know, you're, you're able to be positive about one thing. Like, I know I don't want to, I know I'm lazy, but I'm going to make my room look nice today. I'm going to clean my car today for the first time like and i'm going to keep it clean every other day or every once a week you know discipline yourself somewhere and then you're able to start disciplining yourself in christianity and this is kind of how god taught me like because honestly everybody nobody's perfect you know and i was slacking i start slacking reading the bible i start slacking praying i start slacking and whenever i start disciplining myself i know that like hey if i'm able to control myself here i'm able to get over the lust of my flesh here then why am i not able to read the bible why am i not and so that's kind of like my journey of how like god kind of showed me that like disciplining yourself is just like important in every Christian. Like, okay, right now, like you're in youth or something, you know, it might not matter as much, but imagine like you're going to get married. Now it's going to be you and your wife and, and like you're your own family. You can choose if you want to come to church. Nobody's going to make you right. You can choose if you want to pray it together at night. Nobody's going to make you. You can choose how many times you want to read the Bible or you can even choose if you want to clean your house. Like who's going to, your mom's not going to come over there and tell you to clean your house. You know what I'm saying? So like, if you can't discipline yourself now, how do you expect to survive in the future? Yeah. You know, I saw a cool quote, the last thing, I saw a cool quote in like, uh, or, or a video or whatever, and the guy was like, you know, whenever you're, whenever you're uh, rich, you know, uh, he's like one of my favorite Christians, he's this m- millionaire. You know, he has a seven bedroom house, he has, you know, kitchens in his house, like multiple kitchens, he has multiple rooms, a very beautiful house. But he said, do you know why he's my favorite Christian? Because he's generous. And everybody's like, man, if I was, gen- if I was rich, I would be generous too. I would you know, and there and he and the guy, the preacher, uh, he said, you know, y- you wouldn't be generous because if you can't share your two bedroom apartment right now, then what makes you think you will share your seven bedroom house? You know, if you can't be open right now to change, if you can't be open right now to self discipline, then why do you assume that your circumstance and your life will change you to self discipline later on? You know, it, you have to start working on it now because it's as a matter of fact, it's a lot easier to be self disciplined now than it is later. Yeah. What I, do you think? I, I, <laughs> I, I actually love that you you brought up this topic you know and I was, I was like at first I was like well I don't know which way this is gonna kind of go but um sitting here I think it's so important because I see so many like especially young um lazy Christians and when we look at um self-discipline the opposite of you know not be, being disciplined we could say is you know being lazy and not doing anything and um one day I was scrolling through Instagram and like you know a lot of times Instagram is distraction but um sometimes you find this some you know good stuff in it and um there was a video of some guy, um, he was preaching, and he said, um, he started listening off these things like, when God called, um, 
uh, the, the, the disciples. They were fishing. When God called David, he was tending to sheep. You know, and, and he started listing up all these people who were doing something when God called them. And he said, you see, God does not call the lazy. Because, um, you know, if you, have, if you have pride, he can work with that. If, you, if you're a liar, he can work with that. If you, you know, if you steal, he can work with that. But he cannot work with a lazy person, you know, someone who's not self-disciplined, someone who doesn't um, do those things, like start with those little things. If, you know, if you're just sitting around being lazy, bored, like a lot of people say, bored, being bored is a sin, you know, because there's so much things to be joyful about. You can go read your Bible, do all these things. But if you cannot, you know, um, and especially nowadays, like how, how stimulated the, the, um, uh, just our youth is and, and the younger kids with the, the TikTok and every second their mind is racing because there's something stimulating them. And, and then once they don't have that, they feel so bored and so lazy and empty, yeah. empty. Exactly. And, um, that's, that's when the devil gets them and they, they have to constantly be doing something and they try to find these, these pleasures in, in, in the things that come so quick, but, um, they can't discipline themselves in something that comes through time, through pain, through, um, you know, working hard and, and all the things you mentioned, um, you know, we're, we're losing that as young men in Christianity, you know, and I think it's sad. Um, and, and like you said, it does start with the little things. It starts with, you know, I'm just going to, you know, force myself to do this. And, and if I, you know, over, wake up and uh, do my bed, you know, little by little, and that's just going to become a habit. And then I start working out every day and it's going to become a habit. And then I open my Bible and it's just going to become a habit. And, um, you know, a lot of times we don't, we don't see that part of Christianity. We just try to say like, okay, God, I'm, I'm done being lazy or like, God, help me read the Bible. But we, we expect him to, you know, like a joystick, grab our hands, open the Bible and just read. That's what I always thought. I was like, God, why am I struggling to read the Bible? Like I'm asking for your strength. But I, I always thought it's just going to come like he's just going to pick me up and I'm just start reading it. But no, it came through discipline where every day I would have to like struggle reading the Bible. Every day I would open up. I was like, I don't, I don't want to be here. I don't want to read this. But it just became where he just started opening up things to me because I took that step and, and, and the, um, you know, like that just that step to open up the Bible and, and dis- discipline myself a little bit. Yeah, it's an interesting thing how, how you mentioned, you know, habits. And that, that was um, one thing that I wanted to maybe ask you, Arson, uh, seven weeks without sugar, you know, just to take your, your life for, as an example, like that's, that's not, that's not something that's easy to do. That's not something that, you know, obviously comes naturally to us, especially surrounded by, you know, sugars and in everything these days, like it's in the pasta sauce, it's in the, in everything, you know, it's all loaded up with sugar. Would you say that it's become a habit now for you or do you still struggle with that? So um, it, I, it definitely became a habit. And, like, I, now I'm thinking about it, dude, I'm seven weeks in. I don't want to have sugar, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm going to feel broken if I have sugar. But, see, here's the trick. And, like, I feel like this ties in with having the fear of the Lord. Because the proverb says, you know, the fear of the Lord is the hatred to sin. Oh, my gosh, how could you hate sinning? Like, how could you just hate, you know, doing something their flesh likes? And this is literally, like on point right here. So basically seven, seven weeks without sugar. The first week was hard. I'm like saying no. Second week was like, probably not as hard. I'm kind of not used to like, I'm more US used to it, but like I'm, I'm big on coffee. Like I'm telling you all my coffee, I tried every flavor out there. And if not, I want to try it. And like, and, and it's a big like temptation because my coffee shop in Tennessee, like they're um adding like new drinks and new flavors. And like, I can't have them sadly, but it's okay. One day I will. Um, so 
um, and and I was like at first it was it was really difficult, you know. But see, what the turning point was for me is like one day I accidentally had sugar. Uh, to it, it would be a, a lie if I said seven weeks like no sugar. I've I've had like sugar on accident, you know. And it, I I don't know if it was on accident or whatever. I don't know. I don't even remember what it was. Maybe it was a drink or something. So I had sugar, and. Like literally five minutes later, I just had a massive headache because my body didn't know what to do with the amount of sugar I had. And for the rest of the day, my head was just killing me. I was on painkillers, everything. I could not. And I was like, wow, this came from sugar because they say if you don't have sugar and then you have it all of a sudden, a big dose of it, you know, like you just your body goes out of control. And so then I was like, wow. The headache that I had is not worth having sugar, you know? Yeah. And, like, I think it happened, like, once or twice, and I realized that, like, wow, without sugar, I'm a lot, like, my head doesn't hurt, you know? Like, I'm, I'm just a lot more active. And, like, in general, eating healthy, you know? I'm just a different person. So, like, I don't want to go back to being, um, eating, like, um, uh, overeating or what, gluttony or whatever, you know? Or, or I don't want to go back to having, like, crazy amounts of sugar, you know? And because I got used to it, and, and then I realized what it would be like to go back and to have it. And it just hurts. It, my head hurt. I didn't feel comfortable. You know, I couldn't sleep at night, yada, yada. And so, like, for me to go back, I don't want to go back. And then that's the same thing. Like, whenever you start living your life for God, whenever you start, like, just controlling yourself, you know, you you submit yourself. You love God, so you follow his commandments, right? And then you just start diving deep in him. You start understanding his word. You start just having a personal co- connection with him. Your relationship with God grows. And then you just start hating sin. You start hating the evil that you did. And then it becomes, like, your lifestyle. In a way, it's a habit. It's like, I don't want to, like, go out with go out you know, I don't know to the club or I don't want to go drink or I don't want to go um something to relate to us I don't want to sit there and like waste my time watching a movie I mean I I watch movies all the time and I don't see anything wrong with it but I just don't have a desire to do it you know I feel like I can have find a better use of my time right. and like and if if I do it's you know whatever I do but like I just feel like I can be more useful somewhere else. And same thing in every aspect of like, I don't want to go and listen to bad music. Bad music, God took me on a roller coaster with that. And like, I love it because like, I have an entire um, uh, viewpoint on that. But like, I don't want to do it because I genuinely love God and I genuinely want to please God. So like, same thing. I know that if I do it, it hurts me. It hurts my spiritual life. And then I'm like sitting here trying to find a band-aid, trying to find a, uh, a painkiller for my spiritual heart. And I'm like, you know, it's not worth it. It's not worth the, the amount of regret and stress and just like god forgive me god i did this you know so at that point it's just like you hate it and you don't want to do it and that's how i am with sugar i don't hate it obviously (laughs) but like i just don't want to do it it just Mm -hmm. brings worse pain you know yeah um i just kind of to relate to you like there was a time where i you know i went maybe a year a year and a half without uh i started like new year's no um no like uh soft drink just water and no candy as well so i was only any drink i had was just water or like tea with no sugar or whatever and um, you go through that, you know, first it's hard, but then you, you get to it's just such a habit that it's like, that's all you know is just that water. And then I just started, um, I was like, okay, I'm done. I've had enough of it. I'm just going to, you know, have some iced tea or whatever. And then you start going. And now you build this habit where it's like, I cannot eat food without having a sugary drink with me. You're like, I, I don't want the water. It doesn't taste good to me. Like, yeah. I, I need to have that, that, um, that sugar. And, and like you said, it's like, once we get in this habit of, um, like disciplining ourselves to not do those things that are not beneficial for us, then it just becomes a, um, you, you just don't want to do those things anymore, you know? But once we kind of let that creep back into our lives, we start to feel like, okay, I remember why this was so good or why this, this, uh, 
this was like kind of pleasurable for me for a little bit. But oh, we know that that pleasure is only temporary. Like once you start getting those cavities, once you start yeah. getting those consequences, you know, once you start gaining the extra 10 pounds back, it's like oh, now I see why those things are so bad. And, and, and um, you know, sometimes we go through those t- those points in our lives where, you know, we kind of get kicked a little bit because we start doing our, our old ways or whatever. And um, God kind of has to show us like hey, these are the consequences of what, you know, what you're life is leading to you know yeah you like you start falling away from god because you start trying to please the flesh again you know sugar pleases the flesh you know you start like i'm gonna scroll an extra hour through instagram i'm gonna go do like i'm gonna you know whatever your weakness is like i feel like everybody has their own weakness everybody has their own struggle and like whatever it is um uh social media or, or like watching stuff or um you know going places you shouldn't going or hanging out with a bad crowd or listening to bad music like whatever it is you start letting it it slowly creeps back into your life like it's not like overnight like okay tomorrow i'm just done i'm gonna be all in it again no like you're living your life for god and, and everything's going good and you have prayer you have a relationship and then like a week later two weeks later you realize like dude what happened <laughs> like yeah, yeah. why did this change you know and like whenever you go back you start realizing like for me i guess god like opens up this differently and this is like just a, like a personal thing um uh you, you know for those that don't know i i'm a I, i'm in construction and um, god blessed me with my own business and and you know every time i start falling away from god every time i start like pleasing myself and living for my own self for my own glory i start noticing how quickly things just start going south with my business mm-hmm. i just start noticing how like clients are not happy work is not getting done jobs are messed up and now instead of earning money i'm paying out money to get jobs done you know i'm like and this you know it's this happened so many times to where i'm like even if i had a choice to not live for god i wouldn't do it because like just just you know you get to a point in your spiritual life with god that you realize that nothing you have nothing you ever did nothing you ever want to do is not from you it's all from god and like understanding and that opens up a gratefulness to god and a desire that you actually seek god more and like understanding that like god has blessed you with so much god has blessed you with your car whatever your car you drive god has blessed you with whatever school you're in god has blessed you with whatever family you in your annoying siblings god has blessed you with so much and here you are you're just going to abuse the system you're going to go and and be angry, complain about everything, you know, and, and just be, um, uh, uh, complaining how the Israelites, they complained, they complained so much and God just took them in a circle for 40 years. As a matter of fact, all the older generation died out because they complained, right? God had to raise a new generation, new people in order to bring them into the promised land because they were not able to understand and accept that which God has given them. And, and the thing is like, it's all self-discipline. If you discipline yourself to be happy, if you discipline yourself to rejoice and be content in whatever situation you are in, then God will really, really start changing your mindset, changing your views and your life will change you know like yeah. if you're happy making $15 an hour imagine how much happier oh I gotta say this one guy told me um, it's, it's a very good quote I was I was uh, translating for like this one thing um, uh, in a I don't know some event and uh, the speaker he was like you know uh, people look at life two different ways you know you can look at life as like wow um, I'm, I'm so like, uh, wow, this like, God's taking me through these hard times or like, this is not right. That's not right. And like, this sucks. And like, I can't get a normal job. I can't get a normal car. I can't get a normal college. I can't, I can't get a normal family. I can't get a normal relationship, like whatever it is, you know? And God's like, Oh, if you think this is bad, I'll show you what bad is. And things just get worse, you know? Mm-hmm. But then there's another point of view. Like, it's like, wow, like God is so good. Like I drive a shabby 1990 Honda Civic. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, I, I, I live in like a very small house. Like I, I, I have 
have like a very sucky job, but like, God, you're good. Like, this is awesome. Like you're content. You're happy. And God's like, if you think this is good, I'll show you what good is, yeah, you know? Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. like your mind just opens up and you're like, whoa, like God, like you can be better than this. Like, and so like, it's really your viewpoint and understanding. And in order to be content, yeah. yeah. In order to be content, in order to be happy, you have to be able to discipline yourself to grow in whatever you're in. So, yeah, I mean, um, one thing like, like, uh, my friend Alex always says, he's like, when you look at people and they say like, I want to do this, or I want to get this done. Um, you know, I want to start reading my Bible more. I, I, I want to just whatever it is. And he always mentions like, okay, if you actually wanted to do those things, then you would start doing that. You would take steps in order to read your Bible. But if you just say you want to do those things and then you never flip a page and open your Bible, then that just shows that you're just saying those things. You know, you, that's not what's truly in your heart. Um, and it, it just comes back to like motives and, and, and truly if you, if you, if you want to get it done, then you're going to take those steps to get those things done. And I like, like how you mentioned that story. Um, just all about perspective, you know, like one person I looked up, look up to in my life is my brother, Mark. Um, he's never been materialistic. He's never had these like crazy dreams of, oh, I want to get rich. You know, I just look at him. He's just like such a simple, sim simple guy. And, you know, truly I can say that he has Jesus and that's everything to him, you know? Um, and once we get to that point where we have only Jesus and that's all I need and, you know, I have this car and that's praise God for that car or I have this job and praise God and just any little thing is just such a blessing to you. Um, just life is so much joy more joyful than someone who's so negative about things, you know? Yeah, I, I definitely agree. It, it's like, and, and it all comes back to self-discipline because if you can discipline yourself to be happy, you know, and, and I'm a firm believer in this and I get like really, um, I don't know, a mixed feelings about this, but I think you can choose if you want to be happy. You can choose like happiness is not money. Happiness is not your situation. You could choose, you know, like, and, and I experienced this firsthand, you know, with, with God, it's definitely easy to be happy. You know, you know, uh, whenever you're, I, I was, I was, uh, going through something a few months ago or I don't, I don't know how long anyways and like it was a very hard situation and I feel like God put me in that situation to really seek and understand him and find him you know and like uh, w whenever it just started, I was like, man, this, like, I, I don't know, like this sucks. And then like, I started getting on my knees. I started asking, I started seeking. And whenever I actually got close to God, I was like, dude, the same problem. And I was like, wow, it's so much easier. Like, I don't care. I trust God. Like he took me into, he brought me into this. He'll bring me back out. He'll bless me. There will be an end to this, you know? And it was the same problem. It was just a different perspective. And that all came from self-discipline. Like, because you have to discipline yourself to be happy. You have to discipline yourself to make your bed. And whenever you start with something small, this Bible says, be uh, faithful and small and, you know, you'll be put over big. Whenever you start with something small, disciplining yourself with, you know, making your bed or disciplining yourself with cleaning your room or your car or whatever, you have a bigger desire and a motive to then discipline yourself to read the Bible, to see God, and then you will find him. Yeah, and, and I think it also points back to, like, where do you put your joy and where do you put your security? You know, if it's in Christ, um, then everything's, you know, everything's going to be fine. But if you put your, if you put your security and faith in, in the job that you have, in the car that you drive, them, how much money you make, um, what kind of house you look in, what, how, how, just all your image, your self-image. One little thing goes wrong and it's done. But like if, you're, if your um, motivation is in Christ um, and things start going bad on your life, you, that's all, all, you have, all you need is Christ. You know, you say, God, like I have you, I have everything. You know, and we just realize everything else is vanity. Those little things, doesn't matter what kind of car I drive, doesn't matter how much money. And I, I think, you know, I'd be, we'd be lying if we all say we didn't struggle with like, oh, I want a nice car, I want this, or, um, but um, 
you know, maybe some people are perfect, but um, <laughs> no. um, it's just like, yeah, like if you put your faith in Christ and you have your faith in Christ and that's your firm foundation, your solid rock, everything that you live for. And, and you know, maybe one day you, um, you lose your job or, you, you know, your car breaks down or whatever it is, you, you, or you just don't have a nice car. Um, and that, that won't matter to you at all because you know that this life is not my own. This world is not my home. And um, I you know I'm just living to one day see the king who lives in heaven, you know. Yeah, and just like a like uh, like a little uh, imagination or perspective or whatever, you know. Uh, before before I got uh, I, right now, I have like a black truck. Before that, I had a red truck, and and it was like a fifteen hundred Ram twenty fifteen. Like and like coming from like having a shabby car, I was like, oh my gosh, that is the best thing ever. Like I saw pictures of it before I bought it. And I was like, yes, yes. Like I am gonna be so much happier when I get this. I got the truck. You know, I, I it took me a long time. So I was supposed to get the truck like one month, and then three months later, it finally came like long story i bought it from washington and shipment and yada yada anyways so i got it and i was so happy i was like showing it off i was like this is my car and everything mm-hmm. um few months later i was like it's just a truck you know yeah. my all my happiness was drained come on it's a brand new truck i paid crazy money for it my happiness went away why i don't know because you don't find happiness in materialistic things you know and same thing with the car i have now it's like i was happy i was like yes like uh, you know this is gonna be such a change like i can't wait it's just a car. I really would not mind to switch it out for something more simple. <laughs> like, you know, like you you cannot find happiness in a new job. You cannot find happiness in a, in a, in, in, in a new car and a new family and a new girl and a new guy, like in a new relationship, you cannot find happiness anywhere other than Christ, yeah. you know, and it all comes back to Christ, you know, your perspective, your motive and how you discipline your mind to think, how you discipline your actions to act, yeah. you know? Yeah. You, you quick, quickly come to realize how, how dry those things will leave you, um, if, if that's where you're trying to pursue your happiness, you know, like just, you know, if you find, find your pursuit and happiness in, in, in like a girl or a guy, like you mentioned, like those things will fail you. All the things of this world will fail you, but God will never fail. You know, and that's, that's why we put our faith in him. Um, and you know, that's why we put our joy in him for sure. You know? Yeah. And I think also another thing that discipline allows us or, you know, leads us to do is to stop focusing so much on our own emotional selves, you know, that's a lot of times is our own dawn, is our own downfall, is our emotions and how we feel. We base so many things of how, of what we feel, you know, like happiness, for an example. It's something that we feel, and I think what you were talking about, this happiness, is not that it's just a feeling, but it's it's more than that. It's joy, you know. It's joy that comes from only that can only come from above, you know. That, that it can only be given to us by God is when we where we feel fulfillment, where we feel, you know like satisfied it's it's we're never going to get that by our own feelings because it's not like something you know that we could even feel on our own but it's something past our feelings and it's that relationship that we have with christ and honestly it takes discipline even to have that relationship like we've already talked about you know reading your bible and 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 praying with him that all you know takes effort it takes discipline on our part because you know although god is standing there with open arms he's never going to force himself upon you he's never you know going to uh force you to you know like talk with him or to read your bible but it's all from our own heart and when we do these things that's when god then starts to uh, talk to us and to like work with us and you know talk talk with us to have that conversation it's not just one-sided yeah it comes back to self-discipline like you know you you can find happiness in christ but it depends on how close you are with christ and in order to get close with christ you have to discipline yourself you have to seek him you have to find him Mm -hmm. because if you don't seek him with all your heart you know that's not seeking christ you know you have other motives you have other priorities you know and so like the first step is start seeking christ 
and in him you will find joy in him you will yeah. be content in him and whatever he blesses you you will understand that what you have now is the best thing ever like if you get better you know obviously that's good mm-hmm. but if it gets worse it's okay because it's just god is in control and like anything that happens anything that changes because you know what if your house is burns down? What if your house burns down tomorrow? You know, what if you wreck your car, your dream car tomorrow? You know, what then? You know, what do you say then? What do you do then? You know, like insurance, insurance, you know, um, one person said, uh, one person, actually a family in my, in my church, their house burned down and, and like they're left without anything and nobody, well, the mother and the son were home at the time and, and you know, they're left without anything and, and they're like, oh, insurance will cover insurance. Insurance takes about eight months to pay for a burnt down house. Where do you live for eight months? How do you survive for eight months? You know, like th- this is not overnight, like, oh, your house burned down. Here's, here's, you know, $150,000. No. It's like, what's going to happen in those next eight months? You know, is that going to bring you closer to God or further away from God? Because you were not content. You were not happy. You didn't live your life for God. Now God sent you some kind of tri- trial, tribulation, whatever. And, and now are you going to be destroyed more? Or are you going to grow closer? You know? And so like, you have to understand that with God, everything is easier. And in order to know God, just discipline yourself to seek God. So. Amen. Yeah. Um, I think one thing also like just to mention is like, just finding those things and cutting out those big time wasters in our lives. Like you mentioned like movies, you know, like, you know, we, there's always the argument, movies are bad, this is bad, or whatever. We can get into so many things that, you know, there are wait time wasters that may, may not necessarily be bad, you know, just to watch a movie or, you know, uh, go hang out somewhere. Or scroll through Instagram. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, it, it's, it's not necessarily bad, but, um, but once we find those things that just are not beneficial, you know, it's like if it's not benefic- benefiting you to getting you closer to God, making you a more, more disciplined person, then, um, it's just why wouldn't you want to cut that out to replace it with time to spend with God or replace it with time when you're helping out your mom, replacing time to go exercise. You know, there's so much things that like they always say, you know, you have this one life. Why not make it um, a life that is is uh, the greatest life? And, you know, we know that the greatest life isn't found in Jesus Christ and we can live life to the fullest if we have Jesus Christ. He gives us life and life more abundantly. Yeah, for sure. So I, I definitely agree with you guys. This yeah. has been good. Yeah, amen. Um, so, you know, we thank you for coming on. And, you know, this is a great topic that um, hopefully develops in people's hearts. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something that's not much really talked about, not much, I would say, preached on the pulpit. But it's so important. And I'm, I'm glad people are able to listen through it, you know, our podcast and hear these things that maybe, you know, you're not going to, someone's not going to, may not come and preach a whole sermon about it. But um, it's just so important in our Christian lives. And um, it's just not. I guess talked about it as much, but um. yeah, Arson, I thank you for uh, coming on. I mean, I think this this conversation is a little more you know fast paced than we are used to for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, Spotify has a thing where you can slow it down. So if you you're finishing this up and you didn't really get anything, you know, go back and just like slow it down a little bit. You'll get everything. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's all good. But uh, thank you for coming on. You know, God bless you. Uh, we'll be praying for you. Hopefully you'll be doing the same for us. Yeah, thank you, guys. God bless you all, too. Thank you for the opportunity, and God is good always. Amen. Amen.